feel like it's the same for me as it is for most women. It's slowing down. It's realizing how much we're putting on our plate, what we're saying yes to when we know we don't want to, or we don't even have the capacity, but we feel like we should. So we are. And I feel like that this year more than ever is just like, it's not just so that you're not overwhelmed. It's actually to regulate your nervous system and be able to be present because we all just want to enjoy this time with our kids or enjoy the vacation or whatever it is that we're doing. We, we want joy in that moment. And if we are adding to the plate, we're never slowing down to regulate our nervous system. We're hyper, we're reacting, then we're regretting it, and then we're not getting sleep. And then it's just this perpetual cycle. Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. As a mother of three, wife, entrepreneur, and marathoner working to complete 26.2 miles in all 50 states, Andrea Herbert juggles a lot. The combination of finding balance, staying aligned with her values, and having fun brings endless fulfillment, and she wants more women to join her. On today's episode, Andrea shares her journey of starting her own business and how she helps women simplify their mental space. We specifically discuss the significance and challenges of slowing down, finding personalized self-care practices, and more. As for the Minimalist Moment of the Week, here is friend of the podcast, Tracy Showalter, with her Minimalist Moment of the Week, and more specifically, I asked her what she considered to be in for 2024, so here's her answer. Hey guys, it's Tracy with The Lighthouse Co. And in for 2024 is slowing down. Here's what I mean by that. I saw so many frazzled parents in 2023 running around, taking on way too much, adding more work than was necessary to their already overflowing plate, taking their kids everywhere. And to be honest, completely frazzled nights and weekends. So I think in 2024, slowing down, mastering the art of nothing and setting boundaries so you can actually enjoy yourself is the new trend. I am definitely riding this wave and I hope you'll do it with me too. All right. Well, thank you to Tracy for those words of encouragement this week and a funny behind the scenes. Like I said, I reached out to Tracy asking if she wanted to be part of this episode with the minimalist moment. And I said, should be something that fits this episode, maybe a misconception of self-care or something that's in for 2024. And by N, I mean all of those lists that have been floating around for the in and outs of the new year. What's so funny is that Tracy's answer was all about slowing down, which is exactly what this episode is about today. So thank you again to Tracy for being on the same wavelength unintentionally. And with that, let's get into the conversation with Andrea. Why do you think what you're doing aligns with what I'm doing here on the Minimalist Moms podcast? Mm. I've been thinking about this a lot because I feel like you and I have been trying to connect and thinking about, you know, well, first of all, I've always wanted to be a minimalist. And so I always love listening to podcasts like yours. But what I help people do is similar in that I really help women declutter their mind and their thoughts of like these racing ideas of what we should be doing, how we should be caring for ourselves, what we should look like what the process should look like. And so decluttering our mind and then simplifying, you know, a lot of when I think about minimalist, I think about your space. But for me, it's like your headspace, especially this time of year, people really struggle with their mental health and all the thoughts of what this year should look like and what they should be focusing on or what they didn't do. And it's such an overwhelming time for people. And a lot of the space is full of people that are really getting after it and talking about their goals. And it overwhelms a lot of people because 
maybe they're not as driven or as clear on what their goals are. And so I'm helping people kind of declutter and simplify the space of their mind rather than like their home maybe, but what's more important than that really? Absolutely. I always say it starts in the mind. You can't get anything done unless you start first with the mind. But before we get into our conversation, Andrea, it's great to meet you. Thanks for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited and I'm honored to be a part of your platform. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. So you are the face behind Gold Ivy Health Co. And you also do this with a partner, right? Yes. Her name's Brooke. I'm actually married to her cousin. She's 10 years younger than me and we're doing it together. Okay, cool. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit more? How did this business begin? And then introduce yourself. Sure. So the business began in 2020. And I like to say that I kind of, for the first time, had capacity to even think about starting a business because I'd been a health coach for years, but it was under the umbrella of a different company. And my husband would always be like, oh, you're the number one health coach for the company. Like, why don't you try doing this on your own? Like, you have all these awesome scores of your calls and people love you. Like, try it on your own. And I just felt like I am trying to keep three little kids alive, manage their emotions, manage toddlers and babies. Like, I can't even think about that. And so once my youngest was like three at the time, three years ago, I was like, okay, maybe I could do this. And I know I'm helping people on a small scale, but what if it could be bigger? Like, what if I took these examples of helping people in my health coaching calls and put it on a podcast, on a bigger platform or on a social platform, like on Instagram to give people ideas of goals and talk about what I'm going through in real time as a mom trying to take care of myself in the midst of all that comes with motherhood. And so it started as the podcast, which we have, is called Ivy Unleash, and then it turned into a virtual workout platform because there's the mind and the body piece. You can't really fully take care of yourself unless you're hitting both of those things. And um, just slowly built this business where we're empowering women to think about how they need to be taken care of. And then I'm originally from Wisconsin. I moved to Minnesota. I'm staring at a little blizzard up here in Minnesota. I came here. Uh, for college and then stayed. And I have three little kids. I have an 11-year-old. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old and um, just rocking motherhood uh, imperfectly and trying to do my best and not be too hard on myself in the process. I want to go back to when you first started becoming interested in the health and wellness space. There was some seed that was planted that made you say, I want to do this. Yeah, I think about that a lot because a lot of times it's easy for me to think about the physical aspect. Like I was a good runner and so like running came easy to me and then I was good at it. And so then it was kind of something I did and it felt good to be active and it felt good to be good at something. But in reality, thinking about coaching and bettering myself, it was because as I look back and I've done a lot of therapy, had a lot to do with needing guidance and support myself as a kid. I didn't have a lot of that from my parents. They were divorced and didn't do the best job of like being home with me to guide me and give me what I needed. So I found it elsewhere. I found it in church. I found it with coaches. I found it in groups. I was hardly ever home because I wanted this guidance I was looking for. And so now I've really became that what I needed, right? I wanted this wholesome, imperfect guidance that had the idea of kind of getting the most out of life, like pushing yourself past these perceived limits we have of ourselves, And I found it. Like I found it in church. I found it in coaches. 
And it feels good to help people. And I needed that back in the day and I still need it. I still have coaches. I still have a therapist. I still lean on my friends because ultimately our mental health is everything. Uh, I do run marathons. Yes, I am a physical person and I love working out and I do have that virtual workout platform. But the biggest piece is this mental health awareness, decluttering our mind, simplifying how to be okay so that we can get the most out of life and not struggle so much. So we're recording this in January. So kind of leading up to the end of the year last year and into January, I'm seeing these lists of things that are in and out. And obviously, take everything with a grain of salt, do what works best for you. (laughs) But what are some things that are positive that we should be looking to change or looking to add in in 2024? Yeah, I feel like it's the same for me as it is for most women. It's slowing down. It's realizing how much we're putting on our plate, what we're saying yes to when we know we don't want to, or we don't even have the capacity, but we feel like we should. So we are. And I feel like that this year more than ever is just, it's not just so that you're not overwhelmed. It's actually to regulate your nervous system and be able to be present because we all just want to enjoy this time with our kids or enjoy the vacation or whatever it is that we're doing, we we want joy in that moment. And if we are adding to the plate, we're never slowing down to regulate our nervous system. We're hyper, we're reacting, then we're regretting it, and then we're not getting sleep. And then it's just this perpetual cycle. And so something I talk with people about is like, yes, we can set health goals. Like, yes, I can help you lose weight or I can help you get stronger. But ultimately, if you're not taking a day at least to rejuvenate and slow down and think about what you want and get clear on what it is and, and how you want to feel like we really can't get what we want because we're t- we're not even regulated we we're in this state of just go 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 and do less like <laughs> take on less breathe more slow down more is that hard for you to do as someone that's a business owner and also trying to communicate that cuz i feel that way i i For the last several years, I have stressed the importance of slow living and intentional living. It's something that I'm a big believer in. But I think that when my desire to get that message ramped up, I was not uh, practicing what I preached. Have you found that in your own life? Yeah, well, I feel like I'm in this season of really creating accountability for myself because I know it is something I struggle with. Not only doing it, but then not having shame about when I do follow through, right? I'm like, oh, I could have, should have, would have gotten X, Y, Z done. And it's the accountability of, okay, I do actually know it's good for me to slow down. I do know that it's good for me to somehow release these thoughts of shame around not being productive, like sitting and watching the football game and not like designing my next workout while I'm doing it or meal planning for the family while I'm watching that, like just watch the football game, you know? (laughs) And so, you know, it's retraining my brain. And so I need accountability which I've created with the challenges that we do quarterly are like a day of rejuvenation. We put it on Sunday. It could be whatever falls into your schedule. But, you know, it's that checkpoint of, do I actually feel rejuvenated at the end of this day? Because if I don't, I'm probably doing something wrong that's not actually helping me fill the cup, replenish, rest, whatever it may And maybe it's not football for you. Like maybe it's sitting and reading that book or it's really focusing on getting that sleep or finally getting in the bath or figuring out your week plan so that you 
whatever it may be. So for me, the accountability piece is like telling someone that I know knows I need to do this. For me, that's Brooke because she's my business partner where I'm the intense, let's go, let's do a hit workout. And she's like, let's do yoga. Did you, you know, did you get sleep? Did you do your skincare routine? Like, did you slow down type of person? And so she's like my accountability buddy with that. And then these challenges we create, it's like a, actually a habit box and Sundays are like legit do nothing. Like it's hard as a mom. Can you really do nothing? No, but doing less in general, whatever that looks like for you. Yes, absolutely. And I've talked about this before on the show too, but just the word self-care, we do throw it around, cliche word, but it's so important to take care of ourselves. And I always wanted Sunday to be my day of, yes, I'm going to do nothing, but I've always had babies, toddlers, and now my youngest is four. And so I feel like I do get to rest a little bit more. So I think realizing the season you're in, maybe it doesn't lend itself to getting that quiet time, that slower time. And I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay at looking at life in seasons and maybe I won't get that now, but finding ways to build it in with your partner or with, I don't know, I love swapping babysitting with a friend. I think that's a great idea so that you both get some of the time during the week. So yeah, what do you think are some common misconceptions with self-care? I think the biggest thing is taking on what other people think is self-care as your own self-care. Because what rejuvenates you probably doesn't rejuvenate me. Maybe it does. Maybe it's like, I never think it's a bad idea to share what you're doing for self-care. Because like endless tips to me are like, list. like, oh, I've never even thought about that as self-care. The fact that you're following through with your skincare routine, like maybe for some women, that's like, duh, I would never go to bed without washing my face. For me, I had to learn that the last couple of years of, no, I legit need a routine or things are going to fall apart here. I'm in my 30s. We have to take care of our skin. And so not determining what that actually is. And it's so easy because we are so busy with our kids. We're thinking about all of their needs. So then we're not thinking about our own and we change over time. And so what used to rejuvenate me, I would probably have said a glass of wine or having a beer with a friend. Like lately, alcohol is just not agreeing with me and it's making me more anxious. And so I'm cutting it out. And so now that doesn't rejuvenate me anymore. Now it's something else that's on the list in that place. And I would never think that that would be a cup of tea. Sounds boring. But you know what? That boring actually makes me feel taken care of and it slows down my nervous system. And I feel like I'm doing what I said I wanted to do by slowing down. And so taking the time that a lot of women don't to figure out what that is, like what actually sounds nice to me, what would fill me up, what would actually give me energy instead of taking it away. Like it sounds so basic, but we don't do it. And so we don't know, we don't know ourselves. We're just taking care of everybody else. And so I would say just start getting in tune with those hints. Wow. I felt so good today. What was that? What was in place? Was it the sleep? Was it how I had all my kids' school bags out Monday morning before I went to bed on Sunday night? And that set me up for success. Like, what are these tiny things I can do that do give me energy that make me feel like, okay, maybe it's not the spa for me. I know everybody's putting that they're doing their nails. That's stressing me out. I don't want to spend money on that. That's stressing me out to spend money on that right now in this season. So my self-care is getting outside for a walk instead, you know, whatever it may be. Not thinking it has to be the same for me as it is for her is the biggest misconception. And then mistakes people make are really just continually saying yes to things that maybe they have before or they're taking down new things that they don't actually want to. 
and it's not helping you create the life that you want that you don't have to escape from, right? You don't have to go to the spa. Like you're creating that self-care bubble in your home, in your sanctuary where it's giving you energy and making you feel like you have what you need to move forward with all of your life responsibilities. It's funny right now for me, self-care is falling through with what I said I'm going to do. And there's just that little dopamine hit of, wow, I did what I said. Even if I don't get out and do a run, it's okay. I'm going to go outside and take a walk even for five minutes. Maybe I don't have the energy tonight, but I just at least need to do that. (laughs) So one way that I have been measuring or tracking, and this is for me, I showed this list to my cousin and she thought I was insane, but I have this list that I printed out for the month of January. It has the dates one through 31. And then across the horizontal line, I wrote down, read. Did I read today? Walk. I actually have in there, I said, was I kind? Because I'm trying to work on being just kinder to my kids and not yelling as much. I feel like coming out of the crazy chaos of the holiday season, we all just are in bad habits. And so am I kind? Like there's a list of various things. And my cousin was like, that is micromanaging yourself. And I told her, I'm not going to do this forever, but I just kind of want to assess and visually see, am I following through with what I say I want for my life? And that helps me get into better habits to craft the life I ultimately want. Maybe that sounds unappealing to some people, but for me, it's kind of nice to look back and see like, okay, what do I need to work on this week? Because I wasn't so good at that area last week. And I don't know, it's worked for me so far. I think that's great. And I think it kind of takes away to the like, you're, you're always saying about what you didn't do. But if you have that visual representation of what you did do, let's be honest, okay, that's not the measure of how valuable we are, but it is something that we think about. It's something that we put value on ourselves because we want to get we want to get stuff done. Like it's a lot to do. And even just managing a household in itself is a full-time job. And so to think about, did I make time for this reading? Or or what is it next week I really want to make time for? Okay. I did this this week. That didn't go well. Like, does that make sense? Maybe that's a three-day-a-week thing. And I think it's great to put it down because I get in that cycle of fixating on the thing I didn't do. And the other night I had to shift it. My husband was gone for work and I was thinking, but what did I do? And I had to say it out loud because I was just ruminating on what I could have done better as a mom. And I was like, wait, I made time to sit and play a card game with my son. And I enlisted with each of my kids, thought of things in my head that I did do. And it helped me out so much. And it it sounds like I'm a crazy person having to talk to myself, but sometimes to get yourself out of that cycle of feeling like I have so much to do and I'm never going to get to this, but you always are doing something, right? And, And you're taking care of all these little things that they take up your time and we have to feel good about those things. And I'm like reminding myself right now that it's valuable, even if it doesn't bring in money or doesn't look glamorous. My kids got a nutritious breakfast this morning, and that is something that's valuable, even though I didn't, you know, fill in the blank. Well, and what's been interesting, and I think that if other people do this for February, looking back and seeing the areas that I didn't check off last week, to me, I'm like, okay, is this realistic then? If I'm seeing that I'm repeatedly not meeting this habit that I want to change, Maybe my habit is too extravagant. Maybe this goal is too extravagant. Maybe it's not the season for it right now. Maybe I didn't set myself up for success. It's just really to notice. And I think you can be neutral and noticing and assessing and then reevaluating. And I talk about this when it comes to your values. I've said before, write a list of five things that you value 
and then write down what you've actually been prioritizing and do your priorities align with your values? Because for me in the past, it has not aligned. And so I think it's kind of a similar thing. You don't have to get down on yourself or be like, I'm a horrible mom, I'm a horrible friend, wife, woman. Just notice and say, okay, now I can take this information and now I'm going to apply it differently so I can best succeed to what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it feels overwhelming, if that list feels overwhelming, it, it probably is too much, right? Start smaller. Start with this one thing. And I always say, start with how you want to feel because there's a lot of different ways to get that feeling. And maybe reading the book's not the way. Maybe you thought it was. Maybe it's something else that's more relaxing or gives you the fulfillment you're looking for. And so I think determining what that feeling is that you're chasing after. Like for me right now, I'm just looking to be at peace. I just don't want to feel anxious. I don't want to feel overwhelmed with all that I want out of this year and how I I have all these goals because I'm just like a goal person. And right now it just feels like a lot. And so I'm like, right now, what's the one feeling I want? And what's the one thing that will help me get that feeling? And then being realistic about where is that in my calendar? Where have I actually carved out time for it? Where have I expressed this to my partner? Hey, this is actually the number one thing I want to feel, the number one way I'm going to get it. This is how I think I can do it. Like, can you help support me in that? Or a neighbor or a friend, or, you know, maybe it's a date night with your partner and you need that support. Everybody wants whatever you're searching for. If it's peace, if it's joy, if it's adventure, we all want these main core ideas. It's just a matter of figuring out what it's going to look like for you, simplifying it, and then just like the baby steps. So you feel like you're moving towards it and it doesn't feel so overwhelming. If you're similar to me, and like a lot of people on planet Earth, you probably enjoy a good cup of coffee. And while I typically drink my coffee black, I just found a new product to put in there that has amazing benefits, and it's called For Wellness. And today's episode is sponsored by For Wellness. Let me tell you a little bit about the brand. It's a functional food brand with a unique range of snacks and supplements that are designed to help you get the most out of your body and mind. I know a lot of us are thinking about how we want to nourish our bodies this year. I'm personally training for another half marathon. I'm trying to incorporate more water, but I also am trying to figure out how I can get the most of habits that I already have, one of which is my morning coffee. So that's where this best-selling product, the good stuff, comes into play. I'm already drinking my morning coffee, and all I have to do is add in this supplement that supercharges the already natural benefit of your morning coffee with just one scoop. If you're someone who likes mocha creamer in your coffee, you'll absolutely love this, and they also have coffee beans if you're someone who prefers to drink it black. So if you drink coffee, it's time for you to give 4Wellness a try. Head to 4wellness.com slash minimalist and use code minimalist for 25% off your order. Once again, that's forwellness.com backslash minimalist for 25% off and make sure you use promo code minimalist so they know that I sent you. All right. So I want to take a pretty sharp turn. You have a goal. (laughs) I guess it aligns with goals. You have a goal to run a marathon in all 50 states. Yeah. So it came about because I was a runner in like middle school and high school. I'm pretty good at it. Like I went to state, those types of things. And I feel like when you're kind of naturally good at something, you feel like, oh, I should explore that. But then when I went to college, I was like, no, I don't want to be known for being an athlete. And also I didn't enjoy the actual race portion. So I'm like, I don't want to be in another team and do that. So then I, through college, I missed it. I was like, God, I missed that competitive thing, but I don't want it like it was. And my father-in-law was an Ironman. And so it was just intriguing to watch him. I was like, I wonder if I could run a marathon. Like I was a long distance runner. 
I just want to try it, see if I can do it. And when I did it, I was like, this is the distance for me. You push yourself. It's not easy. You have to keep going. You grow so much. And after doing one, I was like, I want to do another one of these. And then I was like, this needs to have some purpose though. And so, and I love to travel. So I just kind of paired it with that. And I, there's a lot of states I hadn't seen. So it naturally came about that way. And so now I've done 25 and throughout being pregnant and nursing, I definitely took big breaks. Like it's, you know, your body goes through so much pregnant. It didn't really feel great for me to run when I was pregnant. So I didn't run that much at all. And so now it's been 15 years of me doing this almost or 14 years of me doing it. I'm 25 and have a lot of work to do. (laughs) It's been awesome. I've gone to places I never thought I would go to and was very surprised by cities that I never, like I never thought of Boise, Idaho before, or like didn't think Omaha, Nebraska would be that cool. And like these cities are beautiful and full of culture and it's a great way to see our country. Yeah. And I love big goals like that too, that we achieve over a lifetime. Because for me, I always want to have some type of goal that I'm looking to achieve that's bigger, that seems massive, but you're just slowly whittling it away. When I have no goals, I get kind of depressed. (laughs) So I like that you're kind of like working towards this thing um, that does seem extravagant, but you're doing it. Yeah. It's another one of those things. If I look too far ahead, it can be overwhelming. Or people ask me some questions like, when are you going to do Boston? And I'm just like, I don't know. I like, I don't have to have the answer to these things. Not doing Boston helps me just keep trying to qualify for it. And and most of the time I do because it's ahead of the game. Right. And so I think it's, for me, it's something to look forward to just like a trip. Like sometimes we get, life can be monotonous and we need that big thing to look forward to or plan with our family or save up for or dream about. And so it's definitely been that for my family. Like, where are we going to go next? Like, Mm -hmm. what are we saving up for? Where should we look? Like, what would we want to do together? And it's, um, it's, it's just like a a way to, for us as a five kind of experience adventure together. And we took an RV during 2020 because we love to travel and everything was closed down. So we drove to Wyoming and they got to watch me do a they got to watch me struggle through a marathon there because the altitude was like mm-hmm. insane. I think it was like 8,000 feet. Oh my um, God. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's good for them to see me struggle and see me chase this dream. And it may seem lofty, but yeah, I'm just like you said, kind of slowly chipping away at it. Do you have anything else that you want to leave with the listeners? A word of encouragement before we wrap up the conversation? I feel like the majority of your listeners are here to simplify their life, right? They're here to not get overwhelmed by their stuff or, you know, think about ways to simplify it. And so I would just say if people walk away with anything, just knowing that you're not alone when you are struggling with your mental health and we can't keep these thoughts in our minds, right? We've got to get them out. We've got to create awareness around what's actually going on with us. And decide on those feelings we want to cultivate. Like you said, make a plan for it. Make a plan to feel the way you want to feel and do the things that you know are kind of calling you. And then just moving forward from there, I always like to talk about move with gold ivy that I've created is that you need to have a sustainable plan to take care of yourself. You see other people's goals, sure, but you need a way to sustain this healthy physical body and healthy mental status, right? And so I always like to talk about my platform because I've created a space where you can get stronger and boost your metabolism with the workouts that we do. But we also have this mental health component where you have accountability and support in a group because we need that. 
I need it. You need it. We all need it. And so if you ever, if you're looking for a place to kind of feel held with your mental health and physical health, that move with gold ivy is something I always like to plug just to help people feel like they're not doing this alone. And it can be bit by bit that we take better care of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So it's at gold ivy health co on Instagram. And then where else can we find you on the web and your podcast? Yes. The podcast is Ivy Unleashed. It's everywhere. Spotify, Apple, uh, and also video on YouTube. And then our website is goldivyhealthco.com slash move is where you would find that platform. Yeah. We're at Gold Ivy Health Co everywhere. TikTok, all of the things, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you can find us there. Awesome. Well, this is the time that I usually ask two questions to my guest. But I think it would be more fun to do just a rapid fire round of some of your favorite things to get to know you better. Ooh, sure. What is your favorite brand of running shoe? Ooh, I do Asics. Asics, okay. What is your favorite climate to run in? Fall, when it's chilly. Like I like a good 40, 50 degree weather, dry, no rain. (laughs) Out of the 25 places, states that you've run, what has been a top favorite? Top favorite for sure, Marine Corps Marathon, because it's all very handsome Marines handing you Gatorade and water the entire 26 miles. I would have ran 36 if they let me. (laughs) I love that. Um, What's your favorite recovery meal? Oh, I am just a pasta lover. So anytime you can give me pasta, that's what I'm going for. Okay. And then craziest story when you've been out running? Oh, I would just say probably the craziest would be when I was running Iowa. I was running Des Moines and I was keeping a good pace. I was around like mile 21 and this girl flew past me like a pace, like unbelievable pace. And everybody was like, whoa, 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 watching her. And she had gone number two and finished the next five miles. She finished, she crossed the line, but she showed me what it would be like if this ever happened to me. Cause I, I probably would just keep going. Like I'll be in a state that I probably will never see anybody ever again. And she inspired me. And <laughs> we were like running by a pond. I was thinking like, go down there and swish off. But you know, at the same time, she was having a good race. She was running fast. She probably got a PR and did really well. And so it was pretty crazy to see that. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. I was wondering if you'd have any animals <laughs> in the woods or doing a trail run. Have you done trail runs? did a trail half once with some friends, but I do live by a park reserve. And I would say like the craziest animal stories is just snakes in the summer. Like I most always step on a snake. It scares me. I jump, I scream. I don't, I was, I've never been bit or anything wild like that, but, um, I definitely say the snakes are like the, that's why summertime running is always, I'm always a little bit on edge out there. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. I'm a, in Ohio. So I actually prefer to train in the winter. I'm not a big summer girl. I just hate sweating. When you start, before you've even started, you start sweating. Yes. But in the winter, the ice, just not trying to trip and fall on ice. That's a hard thing here. Yeah, it is here too. Yeah. And I know treadmill running is not everybody's favorite, but it gets it done and it's a lot safer than being out there on the ice for sure. But yeah, I sweat while I think. I am sweating right now. Like I summertime running to me is just oh, it's brutal. It is. It's kind of like hot yoga. It's like, oh, maybe I'm getting a better workout <laughs> because I'm not here sweating, just standing here. So. Yeah. Well, it was great getting to know you better with these questions. And thanks for joining me today, helping to encourage listeners this year. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. 
What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, including links, resources related to everything discussed today, visit the episode page at minimalistmomspodcast.com, where you can find the entire podcast archive, as well as my book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity, or other ways to connect or work with me online. If you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest and most impactful thing you can do is subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating or review of your favorite episode. Lastly, sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends on social media is very helpful and will encourage others on their journey to think more and do with less.